Today, the message is called Fasting as Formation. And uh, this is going to be a, a sermonette. It's, it's not really that long. And uh, um, I actually uh, um, kind of got the idea from it uh, while I was in the hospital. So um, Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Um, it says, Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God. We thank you for blessing this house with so many kids, God, so many babies, Lord. We, we consider it a privilege, Father God, to bring these ones into the world. God, whenever the world was so bad, God, whenever the world was, uh, seemed so corrupt, God, and so wrong, Lord God, you always saw fit to bring a baby into the world. God, and we feel the same way, God. We live in a corrupt, wrong, unjust, unjust world, God. And yet, Lord, you bring babies into this world to bring change, to bring, be lights in the midst of darkness. Lord, we pray that all of our babies, God, all of our kids, Lord, would grow to be warriors of light, Father. Lord, that you would use them to dispel darkness, God, and to bring the light of the gospel, Lord, to the world around them. God, we thank you for them, God. And now, Lord, we humbly come, God, to your word, and we ask you to speak to us through it, God. Lord, to that end, we ask you right now to release the revelatory minister of the Holy Spirit in this room. Lord, give us an ear to hear and a heart to receive what the Spirit is saying to each one of us individually and corporately as a body. Lord, I humble myself today. I ask that you use me to preach a prophetic word with power and authority. Help me, Lord, not just convey your words, God, but convey your heart. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We love you in this house, God. And in Jesus' name, all God's people said, Amen. 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 So uh, we get to uh, this time of the year, and, uh, and you know, for the last 20 years, uh, we talk about fasting, and it's an important time for us. It's not just a fad or a habit or, or, or something that, that we just do uh, for no reason. Uh, it's important. Uh, uh, this, and, and it's more than tradition uh, in these type of things. You know, think about it, every major endeavor we've ever had as a church has always been inaugurated by fasting. Uh, we had one service. In fact, we started, before we started SP, it started with a fast. We started, uh, um, my wife and I, we came in November of 2002, um, part of the, the Hong Kong Korean Church, the English ministry. Uh, uh, we started fasting in January and then Solomon's Porch was birthed in February of 2003. Um, moving to two services, uh, starting house churches, uh, moving here to this location, to China Chem Plaza, uh, inaugurating the Vision Fund, uh, planting uh, SP uh, Beijing, uh, SP Singapore, SP New York, uh, SP Shanghai, uh, SP Tokyo, you know, SP Seoul, all these things, you know, starting different ministries were all inaugurated with a season of prayer and fasting. And when we talk about SPDNA, uh, one of the most cherished values that we have is fasting and prayer. But do you know why we do this? 
like I said, it's not just a tradition or something that we do. Do you, do you know why? And I, and I feel like I, w- I want to try to give you a pastor's perspective on not just this activity, or this, but on this season of life. And why is it so important? If you think about this, we actually don't really talk about uh, everything, anything every single year. Uh, uh, you know, maybe giving, I, I give a message maybe once every three or four years. Um, uh, you know, I mean, there's, there's different things that, that, of course, churches should constantly be talking about. Uh, but fasting and prayer is something that we do every single year. Do you know why? Do you know why we, we go out of the way and block off usually a whole month of the preaching calendar just to talk about fasting and prayer? Well, again, let me give you a pastor's perspective. It's because of something called spiritual formation. Turn to your neighbor, say, hey, good looking, spiritual formation. Go ahead. Spiritual formation is the process of making disciples. It, it, it's, a, it's an art. Uh, it's a skill. It's discipline. It's, it's all that goes into making disciples of Christ, who, of what a church should be doing. And, and I consider prayer and fasting, especially this season, uh, in the beginning of the year, to really, really lead us into... To be honest, my whole goal of being a pastor or being your pastor is to make disciples. There's a formation that begins to take place that, that's probably a little bit deeper than, than what you think or, or what we do in that way. And, and I, I kind of want to peel back the curtain a little bit uh, today and, and really share what this is, the process of making disciples of Christ. Now, we are saved by grace. Don't, don't ever, anyone ever add to uh, 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 um, the finished work of Jesus Christ. That's really important. But we also need to recognize that though we are saved by grace, it takes a lot of work to grow as a disciple of Jesus Christ. And, and so that there's, 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 there's labor, there's discipline. Uh, there, there's an overcoming attitude that needs to take place to really make disciples. This is part of that. Number one, why we do this? Fasting teaches us to sacrifice. Fasting teaches us to sacrifice. As Pastor Kenny said uh, last Sunday, to give up the legitimate pleasures of this world for the extreme pleasures of knowing God. That actually wasn't Ken. That was my good friend Lou Engel said that, uh, that Kenny quoted. Uh, to give up the, the legitimate pleasures of this world for the extreme pleasure of knowing God. Brothers and sisters, the church has always been built on the back of sacrifice. Don't, don't ever be misled. The church of Jesus Christ has always been built on the, black of, on, the, on the back of sacrifice. You know, it's said that the blood of the martyrs, right, is the birthing of the church. There's something that happens in that place. Um, I remember years ago when we uh, inaugurated the Vision Fund. It's before we moved here. And, and, I, and, I, and maybe, Pastor Chris, you'll have to uh, remind me what setting this was. But I remember... Uh, we were talking about it as a church, and I don't know if it was a Sunday, if he gave a testimony. But I remember Pastor Chris, I remember he stood up in the congregation, 
And he made an, made an appeal, and I'm going to paraphrase you. You can correct me if, I, if I'm wrong or something like that. And he said this, and he says, you know what? The reality is we have all benefited from someone else's sacrifice. Now it's our turn. Did you remember saying that? Okay. Okay, good, good. Right? Let's make sure. And basically he's saying that, you know, we all grew up in churches, and someone else paid for the building. We all grew up in churches and someone else paid for those chairs that you're sitting on. You know, we, all, we grew up in churches and someone paid for the stage and, and the lights. And, you know, and, and we, we basically benefited from someone else's sacrifice. Someone else sacrificed so we can have the benefit that we're having right now. And he looked to the congregation and he says, you know what? It's our turn now to sacrifice. It's our turn to lay something down. And, and, to, and to give up something to really bless our kids and the next generation and the Hong Konger who doesn't know Christ that will step into this building. And, you know, and, and it, I mean, it resonated with me because I mean, obviously that's what we're trying to do. You know, fasting at the beginning of the year, waking up early, coming out to pray is a spiritual formation process. Right, that it teaches us to sacrifice. It teaches us to lay something down. The kingdom of God is built on the back of sacrifice. We are here because God sacrificed his son. He could have lived a kingly life, but instead he sacrificed himself. We have the gospel because the apostle Paul sacrificed himself and went out to the world the disciples i mean it goes on and on missionaries that came to korea they came to china and, and, and we're all probably connected in some way because of their work is why because they left their homeland and they sacrificed for the benefit of others i can't think of any other spiritual discipline i mean i know they're they're all they're all equally great i can't think of it something else that that embodies sacrifice more than fasting does. There's something, it just, it teaches, it, what it is, is it's conditioning us for this Christian way of living, of being sacrificial. I shared this story with Os Guinness. Os Guinness, uh, um, I, during COVID, I, I was on a call with him, uh, myself and a bunch of other pastors uh, uh, globally, and we were on the Zoom call, and Os would just share it. Once a month, it was, it was like, you know, nourishment to my soul and a lot of discouraged pastors. And he just thought, you know what? I want to be a blessing. And so he would just, and he would just speak. He would just share from his heart. And I mean, it was, it was some moments were like gold. And I remember in one of those moments, he said this, and he was talking about online services. And, and I'll tell you, Os, Os, he was so bold. He, he basically, he's, he, I mean, this, this group was basically all mega church pastors. I think I was probably the only one, you know, that didn't have a church in the thousands. Uh, and uh, he told all these mega church pastors, and, he's, and he looked at them in the eye, you know, on Zoom. And he said, if you have a church of more than 200 people, you should be very suspicious of yourself. And, we're, and everyone's like, oh. I mean, he, he was saying, I mean, he, he was bold during this time. And he looked at us during. The, he looked at us, and he and he said it very, very skillfully. He says, "You know, the problem with online services, and 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 we had to go to it. And that's we, we understood that that was a certain time." And he said, "He says the problem with online services during COVID 
He says it introduced a casualness to our faith. And all of a sudden, our faith became so casual. And, and I'll tell you, there's something wrong with that. You know why? Because our faith is not casual. Our, our faith is not an easy believism in this way. You know, it, 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 it means something. It has value. And because it has value, all right, it, there, there, there's, there's, there's something about it. There's, there's a surrendering and a sacrifice that's a part of it. You know, and I mean, I'll just be real and honest, right? If you're home right now, I'm looking right at the camera. If you're home right now, and many of you have legitimate reasons to be home, and, and God bless you, right? But if you're home because it's more convenient for you, if you're home because it's just an easier thing to do, then I think there's something wrong there. I think there's something about this Christian life that's just not really clicking inside of, of us in this way. And, and, and this, is, this is true for all of us. Our, our faith is not casual. That's not what this, this whole thing is about. Christianity, this, this faith, the, the faith that God talks about, that Jesus talks about in the Bible, that Paul talks about in the Bible, is full on. It is full on. It requires everything. Love the Lord your God with not some of your heart, but with all of your heart, with all of your being. That's, that's, that's how this Christian life is designed to be lived. And so when we go halfway, when we put one foot in the world and one foot in the church, then you're miserable. And you're miserable because that's not the way the Christian life was meant to be lived. It was meant to be full on. Right? I mean, you know, I said it last year's, if you remember my, my New Year's message, it's a full court press. That's, that's, that's the way we're meant to live it. It's meant to encompass, encompass every part of your life. Jesus Christ has dominion, and he is Lord of every part of our lives. The moment we segment something away from that, and we segment that and, and keep it to ourselves, it's the moment that Jesus Christ is no longer Lord, but you are. And so in discipleship is this process of moving from self-centeredness to God-centeredness, where God is the center and all. I, I, know, I know it's a process. So I'm not saying that we all should be here right now. I'm not there. I'm still on the way. And many of us are still in that place. But there is a pursuit of going and moving towards that way and that path. And like you said, and, and when we live lives not like that, man, we get so frustrated. God doesn't want you to be frustrated. God designed this life to be lived in such a way. You follow uh, his commands. You follow what he asks you to do. And he says, yeah, you have life and life overflowing abundantly uh, that happens in our lives. It's, 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 it's important that, that we, we, we get this. It's important that we understand this in this way. Fasting teaches us to sacrifice. It teaches us what it means to be sacrificial. It's important for us. It's important for us to get into that mindset. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We need to change our mindsets. We need to have a paradigm shift in the way that we look at faith and that we look at Christianity, the way that we look at the church. It is in such direct opposition to what is thought of in the world. I'm going to get to that in a little bit. 
And so he says, Paul says, I urge you, therefore, by the mercy, brothers, by the mercy of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Fasting teaches us to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. Peace Sam, why do you make such a big deal out of this every year? Why do you make a big deal out of coming out to morning prayer uh, during the fast time? You know, or if I can't make it, uh, coming out to lunchtime prayer. You know, why, why come out and pray together? Can't I just fast on my own? You know, can, can, I, can I just do this on my own? The second point I have, it's my last point. EMP during the fast takes us out of our focus on individualism. EMP during the fast takes us out of our focus on individualism. Brothers and sisters, in the West, individualism is perceived as the highest pursuit. You see this all all around this. This is the mantra, it's my truth. It's my truth. That's the mantra of the world that we live in. Um, I've I've been watching, um, so, you know, I was in the hospital. I was so bored. Uh, I was bored out of my mind. And so, uh, obviously, I read read the Bible. You know, I read Christian books and all those things. uh, um, But I spent a lot of time on YouTube. And, uh, you know, when I was on YouTube, uh, you you go on these little, you know, the algorithms. They go on this thing. And I I, I saw, and and I'd seen some of it before, but I got into this whole thing about what is a woman. You know, how do you define a woman these days? And I saw our, as an American, our U.S. Supreme Court justice during her congressional hearing when the senator asked asked her what a woman is, she couldn't answer the question. I thought, oh, my goodness, we are in big, big trouble. And, 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 and you, you see this all the time. It's, you know, it's the, the uh, uh, empirical truth or tr- whatever is, is no longer there. My gender is just whatever I think it is. It's whatever I feel that it is. I, I mean, it is crazy the world that we're living in right now. And it's, it's this individualism. It's my truth. It doesn't matter about anyone else's truth. It's my truth. It's whatever I feel like. That's what's true to me even though biologically, scientifically, right, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. We live in such an individualistic culture. It's about me, myself, and I. My truth, my feelings, my this, my that. It trumps everything around us. And it's interesting, in such a hyper-individualistic society that we live in here in the West, it's interesting that there's so many practices uh, that approach Christian standards of community, of all these things, and in such a hyper-individualistic society, those practices will look to be looked upon as being extreme, be looked upon as, as being unnatural, or even people think things like cult-like in that way. Brothers and sisters, to the early church, it was just normative Christian behavior. It's so sad that now we put labels like extreme or hardcore for simple biblical practices. Early on and, and even midway through in our, in our days at, at Solomon's Porch, I always got really confused by people that would label our church as hardcore. And they would say that, says, oh, oh, SP, those guys are really hardcore. 
I was like, what do you mean by that? I mean, I never really understood that. Because to my part, we're not hardcore. We're just trying. And, and you know, and, and, and it's not, but, but, but I, I, I ration, I realize this in, in kind of a, a, a simple way. We are not hardcore. We're not at all. It's just that the standards have come so low to anything approaching biblical standards that whatever is above that is not considered extreme or hardcore. The bar is set so low around us. It is so low. I mean, and, I, and, I, and, I, and when people say that question, I ask them, I says, what do you mean by that? I remember going to a house church, and, you know, they were, we're using that terminology. I said, what do you mean by that? Because I wonder, like, am I asking too much? I'm asking people to come to church. That's quite biblical. Asking people to give, pretty biblical, you know, to, to their church. I'm asking people to be part of a community in a house church, pretty biblical. Right? It's all the things that the early church did. You know, I'm, I'm asking people to come together when we go to a retreat or something. It's pretty biblical. I ask people to serve. Pretty biblical. I ask people to fast. Again, pretty biblical, right? I mean, are we really hardcore? Or is it just normal? But again, the standards have become so low in the world around us that anything that approaches biblical Christianity is now looked at as something that's extreme or using this phrase, hardcore. Uh, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Coming out together, right? Uh, fasting uh, and coming out to morning prayer uh, says, I'm not alone in this thing. It says I'm part of a community, right? I'm part of this body of Christ, this local body of Christ, and this local body of Christ is meeting together and they're praying together. I think those are like good Christian values, that are in the Bible. But now people coming out, that's extreme. It's not. It's not extreme. Again, it's just because your standards are so low that, that, that anything approaching that is now labeled as something different. It's what the people of God have done for thousands of years. They've gathered together. They've, uh, they've become one as they, they bond and grow, like experience creates common ground. And it's important to come together to pray. It's important to come together and seek God's heart, especially in the beginning of the year. I know, beginning of the year, it's so inconvenient. It's the worst time. I know it's the worst time. It's cold. You know, you're fasting. Your body's cold all the time. It's, but you know what? That's precisely why we do it. It's important. It's sacrificial, and it's the first. There's something about it in the Bible, giving God our first. So it's the morning, it's the first thing that we do. Right? It's the first part of the year. Now, this year is going to have more challenges. Uh, I'm, I'm, for reals, more challenges. Because I, I looked at the calendar, the end of it is Chinese New Year. Right? Oh, my goodness. Chinese New Year, and you have family dinners, and you have all that kind of stuff. Listen, 
This, this is just my simple word on that, okay? Uh, now, I, I'm not Chinese, and so that's not a really big tradition for us. Uh, um, you know, I mean, I, I, know, I know Koreans also have Lunar New Year, but I grew up in America, and so we didn't really practice any of those things. So it doesn't really mean that much to me. For some of you guys in your families, it means a lot to your families. You know, it's probably a good idea to honor your families uh, during this time. This is what I simply would say. You pray, because we don't want to be legalistic about this. That's the worst thing. We could lose any benefit from this by being legalistic about it. You pray, you ask God what you should do. Should you break the fast early? You know, should you uh, continue on? Uh, uh, you know, should you take a break for a few days and then finish up a few days later? Hey, no big deal, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're not legalistic about this. I think it's just something that you pray about and you hear from God and you obey the Lord. It's such a simple thing. For some people, like I said, it's a huge family thing, right? It's important. We get that. For some f- people like me, it's not really a big thing. And so, you know, we understand that as well. So you just, this is what we should be doing for all things, right? You pray, you ask God, Lord, how should I go about doing this? And then listen to the Lord and just obey the Lord, right? A really, really simple thing. But, but so that's, that's what we're going to do. But we're going to come together in the mornings and we're going to pray together. We're going to seek God together. And we're going we're gonna, to uh, go for it together as a body and take ourselves outside of this individualism, right? In the, the Western world, it's, 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 it's so paramount, you know, their individual rights. And, and, but I see, I see the Bible saying something so different from that. I see the Bible saying that we sacrifice our individual rights for others. That's the whole ethos of Jesus the Christ. We must remember, brothers and sisters, that, that there is a spiritual battle that's going on inside of us. Our flesh is battling against the spirit. There's human nature versus our spiritual nature. Galatians chapter 5, 16 and 17, Paul says this. He says, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. Have you heard of uh, the parable of the scorpion and the frog? There was this old story, and there was, a, there was a, a storm, and there was this raging river, and a frog and a scorpion had to get across to the other side. And so the frog and the scorpion started talking. The scorpion says, hey, can you carry me over to the other side? Uh, so we can get to safety. And the frog said, no, 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 no. I know you, scorpion, right? You're going to sting me. You're going to kill me. The scorpion says, no, I'm not going to. You know, we're going to die if we stay on this side. We need to get to the other side of this river. I promise I'm not going to sting you. And so the frog says, all right, okay. And so he puts the scorpion on his back, and he starts the trek to the other side of the river. Halfway through, the scorpion stings the frog and the frog looks to the scorpion and says hey man you promised me that you're not gonna sting me now we're both gonna die and the scorpion said sorry it's my nature it's my nature this is what i do brothers and sisters we also have a nature it's called the flesh and the flesh wants to do bad things 
The flesh wants to operate, right? That's so contrary to the will of God. And there's a battle going on inside of us. We should be very, very aware of this. I think Paul, probably in anywhere in the Scripture, this is probably his most honest little little, uh, uh, excerpt in Romans chapter 7. You're familiar with this. Verse 14, we can, we, you can hear what Paul is going through. And this resonates because we all go through this all the time. And this is what he says. For I know that the law is spiritual, but I am a flesh, sold into bondage to sin. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For I'm not practicing what I would like to do, but I'm doing the very thing I hate. But if I do the very thing I do not want to do, I agree with the law, confessing that the law is good. So now no longer am I the one doing it, but sin which dwells in me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. For the willing is present in me, but the doing of the good is not. For the good that I want, I do not do. But I practice the very evil that I do not want. But if I'm doing the very thing I do not want, I'm no longer the one doing it, but sin which dwells in me. I find then the principle that evil is present in me, the one who wants to do good. For I joyfully concur with the law of God in the inner man, but I see a different law in the members of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin, which is in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will set me free from the body of this death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. There's a battle going on. The Spirit working within us wants us to do good, wants us to grow, wants us. But the flesh inside wants us to do the exact opposite. I always, I always liken this to two dogs, you know. There's the dog of the old nature, right, and our new nature, our sin nature, our new, crea- our new nature in Christ. You know, you know which dog wins? It's really simple. You know which dog wins? Whatever dog that you feed, whatever dog that you feed, you feed it all this junk, right? You, guess what? The old nature is going to win. This new, this, this new dog, you feed it life, prayer, serving, the word, right? Fasting. I mean, you know, the disciplines, humility. You start, you start feeding that dog, that dog is going to win. This is the time for us. It's a time for us to reset as a church. It's time for us to look forward to the new year, to put things to rest and to look forward to what's happening. And it's time for the Holy Spirit to do this deep work. It's time to put the old dog to rest. It's time for us to arise uh, in this place during this season. This season of fasting is important because it goes against everything inside of me that wants to be self-centered and wants to be carnal. It does. That's what this season means. It's a part of the formation. It's a part of our growing. And it brings us into this mindset, this renewing of our minds of what this Christian life is and and what what it means to live this Christian life out. Brothers and sisters, let me invite the worship team up. Brothers and sisters, let's get out, out of ourselves this year. Let's get out of our, our, our individual thinking. 
Let's get out of our, our sinful nature. Let's put those to rest. Let's move into a season of repentance, a season of just, just falling down before the Lord into this new life that Christ has for us. It's a season of focus on the Lord. Let's close our eyes. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you today. Is there a war going on inside of you? You want to do good. You find a war waging inside. And I felt that this week. Sometimes I can find myself in the hospital room sinking into despair. I know this is so childish of me, but you know my, one of my biggest concerns was? I thought, man, I can't eat KFC anymore. <laughs> I was serious. And it brought me down. It brought me into despair. <laughs> I know. Your pastor is such a loser, right? It's unbelievable. And then that leads into this, all the different kinds of thoughts. And I think it was your prayers. It was the word. I was also reading a book by RT. It's very helpful. Got me out of that place, the war that was waging inside of me. It's raging inside of each one of us. Fasting, coming out to prayer, conditions us. It helps us to fight the good fight. It's not the only thing, right? It's not the only thing. There's many, many things. But in this season, this is what we're doing as a church. So I just want to just encourage you right now. We'll just have a few moments before we close the service. I just want you to talk to the Lord about your fast this year. It's God's fast. It's not ours. And say, Lord, what do you want me to lay down? Now, with that said, if you have an eating disorder and you struggle with that, this fast for you is to eat and eat healthy. But for the rest of us, ask the Lord what it is. And P. Nate's going to lead us in a song. I just want you to just to go before the Lord and meditate on that.
God in my hoping, God in 
in my hurting, God in my hurt, God in my healing, God in my healing, be my everything. sisters of Solomon's porch by the mercies of God to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God which is your spiritual service of worship do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is that which is good and acceptable Lord, I thank you, God, that in this season, Lord, you're giving us a time to present our bodies as a living and holy sacrifice. Lord, I pray, God, that it will be a pleasing and acceptable to you, Lord. Forgive us, God, for looking and thinking of sacrifice as something dirty, Lord, as something extreme, God. Help us, Lord. Renew our minds. Change our thinking. Transform our very being. Kill the old dog, Lord, that the new dog may live abundantly. Teach us, God. Lord, as we embark in a new year, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to seek your face. Teach us how to give you everything. 
Lord, you deserve nothing less than our very best. Forgive us when we give you our leftovers, God. Teach us, Lord. I pray that this season of fasting and prayer will be part, God, of this renewing and this presenting of our bodies to you. We thank you, Lord. We love you, God. We bless you. And now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, shalom, from this day forever. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Turn to your neighbor. Give him a big high five, a big smile through your mask. Enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, God bless you guys.